guys, welcome to Mindset Tupreneur. Today we are with a very interesting guest, Dr. Tash, who I've been waiting to get on the podcast YouTube channel for a while. Now, Dr. Tash, she specializes in a lot of things, including period menstrual cycle imbalances, menopause, male fertility issues, female fertility issues, anxiety and trauma, and um, a lot of things. So we're going to sit down and talk to her. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. And we had the best conversation for around an hour and a half. It was fantastic for me, probably draining for her, <laughs> but I loved it. So let's start with who you are, um, how your journey started. How did you get to where you are and what you do today? So I am a Chinese medicine doctor and I do specialize in women's health and fertility, but I'm also a womb healer. So I work a lot with energy and spiritual work as well. And I guess for me, it started from really my childhood, you know, coming from an area where I've gone through a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse, a lot of violence, rape, you know, a lot of things that sort of shaped me actually forged me into moving into the wellness sort of industry and working with women definitely something I did not want to do. <laughs> I wanted to work in pain management. How old are you now, out of curiosity? I'm 37. Love that, okay. Yeah, I'm 37. So, yeah, and I was in the sort of working with musculoskeletal issues originally with patients, and then I just kept getting a lot of women with gynecological issues, fertility issues, women who'd gone through abuse, who'd been raped, like all sorts of things that were bringing me back to that sort of womb area. So it took me down that rabbit hole and, you know, went deeper into that world. And as I realized, every patient that was coming to see me actually were reflecting something within me that needed healing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. Fantastic. So we spoke about how you specialize in all these different areas. Um, can we first talk about how our female period is connection to source and how you call it the sacred womb temple or something. Mm -hmm. We are unfamiliar with that and we'd love to learn more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So in Chinese medicine, we always say when the blood moves, the emotion moves. And so learning about a woman's cycle when it comes to menstrual cycle is the fifth vital sign. So it's really, really important. And it can give us a lot of clues mm -hmm. as to what's going on in your body. So the blood is actually a report card of your health. Right, and we're not really taught that at school. We're taught the very scientific level of it, but not really the the depth of what it actually really means. And so, in being Hindu myself, you know, we call that area of the womb space the yoni, which means sacred temple. And the reason it's called sacred temple is because every single baby has been birthed from that area, man, woman, everyone. And, you know, it's a, it's a magical place where, you know, the invisible world of this soul then becomes this human body. Mm -hmm. And it is an extraordinary experience in the womb that science can't fully explain in that level of, of how great it is. But really, when we go into the menstrual cycle, you know, without that blood, a baby could not be born or created. So it is very, very important. And within a cycle with a woman, it's not just your menstrual cycle, but something happens week to week with your hormones. So your cycle actually goes for 30 days or 28 days, depending on how many days your cycle goes for. And so it can tell us a lot on how we're feeling, what's happening in our body, if there's an energy issue, if there's iron deficiency, it can tell us a lot of things around our health. And the blood is a gateway to this. So if you're having a menstrual cycle that is painful, you're getting clots, it's dark in color, 
if you're getting breast pain, if you're getting wow. headaches. You know, this all tells us that the liver is being stagnated and the blood is not free flowing properly. I never experienced mm. any of that, thank God. Good. So sometimes you might get really mm -hmm. light periods mm -hmm. where the period is not, you're not bleeding a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you might get a very pink periods. It might be light or they might get brown spotting or it may come and go or you might have irregular cycles. You know, all of this is actually telling you something about you. Mm -hmm. But for all women, when it comes to your period, your body is going internal, it's going inward. So you do have to slow down even if you don't have pain during a menstrual cycle mm. so that you can hear the wisdom of the womb and what it's actually trying to tell you because that's when both hemispheres of the brain light up. And so women are more connected to their bodies and the universe than any other time during their what period. What do you mean by both hemispheres of the brain light up? Yeah, so we say both the yin and yang energy of the body, which is the masculine and feminine energy, which is the doing action uh, in our body where we want to do and be and create and all of that that's really the masculine yang energy whereas the yin energy is more of the feminine energy it's the receptive it is the slowing down it's the listening it's compassion it's love it's kindness it's being still enough and so we we are made up of both right and usually if we're too extreme if we're always always action doing 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 like most women are doing the rat race then it creates a dis it creates an imbalance in the body right when we have our period it is actually a time where we go from the external world into the inner world right something beautiful actually happens to the body when we start to slow down we start to feel more uh, pmsy sometimes or we start getting a bit irritated or emotional and that's because the body is moving you from yang energy into yin should we be eating chocolate in popcorn and staying in bed? Is that what you're saying? Or do we <laughs> just take it down and meditate and go within? Well, what should you know we what? Some, sometimes we're going to crave that, you know, and that's cool. okay as long as we don't go crazy. Love that. But, you know, when we're craving a lot of chocolate, it's actually usually to do with magnesium deficiency. Oh, girls. Okay. And chocolates have got chocolate's high magnesium. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it can help with period pain as well. Good to know. Mm, awesome. Crave it. Can we talk about chakras? Many people don't know what chakras are. I've um, seen them online in each centers. Please educate us on what chakras are and talk about the thing that you spoke to me about, about the root chakra and how it's so important. It gets formed during the time that your mother's pregnant, apparently. Mm. Love to know that. So it, it's really interesting because yeah. when, when we meditate and when you do meditation, they talk about chakras. Mm -hmm. That's how that it's pronounced. And so there are seven major junction points for the chakras, okay. but there's actually 108 chakras within the body. And then there's like another four outside of the body. But really these junction points is where it swells. It actually spins, the chakra okay. spins. So when when you do the, um, they do a viewing where you can actually see this around the auric field okay. and it's different colors. That's your chakra spinning, right? And so the very first chakra is actually at the coccyx and it's red. So it's to do with your maintenance center. It's your it's survival. It's Where is that? At the bottom of the coccyx and the uh -huh. base of the spine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's that whole area there. And so that's all to do with survival. Yeah. Um, it's eating, it's sleeping, it's sex. It's are we making money? Is it slipping through our hands? You know, this is really that access point here. And it's what gets built in utero when we're a baby up to one years old. Mm -hmm. So if we weren't feeling safe in the womb of our mother or she was experiencing any sort of, you know, fear, mm -hmm. not feeling supported by her partner, mm -hmm. there was uh, someone had passed away mm -hmm. during her pregnancy or she's going through abuse, 
you're going to feel that on an energetic level through the amniotic fluid and through the blood when you're in the womb of your mother. You're going to feel that through the womb of your mother. You're going to feel that through the womb of your so mother. So you're being imprinted with this. You're being that. imprinted with this, guys. That's why healing and going through your self-health journey, help journey, is so important. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's why I repeated it two times. Yeah. And then the very second chakra is at the sacral, which is where your womb and your reproductive organs are. So it's just below the navel, right? Just Sunday. for women or men? For men as well. Men have got a sacral chakra as well. So that holds their reproductive organs and ours hold our womb and our reproductive organs. And this is the area that I love to also focus on when it comes to, to fertility, to women's health, because it's an area that's really blocked mm. because of the things that we've experienced. Um, you know, this can also be from past lovers, energies there, boundaries that have been crossed, women who've been verbally abused, physically abused. Um, so there's a lot that holds in that area. And also, we, this can be experienced with gynecological problems. So if women have gone through trauma, it'll come out through their period, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of energy here. And this is a really powerful energy center because it's where we create from. So not only do we birth children into this world and create children, but we create, you know, what are we seeding? We're birthing ideas and emotions and feelings into the world regarding our career, our relationships, our friendships, all mm -hmm. of that. So um, we seed here. I'm going to take this section very slow because I think it's very beneficial. So women who have fertility issues, they um, need to work on their Chakra, sacral. sacral chakra, and that's what you focus on. Yeah, so I'll get women to do meditation around this area and connecting not just this area but to the heart. So we say the sacral, the womb is the second heart, okay. and the womb and the sacral is one. So there's actually a vessel that goes from the heart to the womb, and we call it the Bao Mai vessel in Chinese medicine. So when the heart is open, when we feel peace, when we feel happy, the vessel opens mm -hmm. and more blood will flow into the womb space to create a fertile environment for a baby. And the heart is very linked in Chinese medicine as the emperor of all the organs. And it connects to the brain function, the mm -hmm. hormonal system as well. So it's really important. And then we've got the solar plexus, which is just under the, um, mm -hmm. around the rib cage, which is yellow, which is all to do with our personal power, digestion as well. And then we've got the heart chakra, which is green, which is obviously mm -hmm. our ability to give and receive love and kormusha and working from the heart space. Then we've got the throat, which is blue, which is all to do with communication and speaking mm -hmm. out. My, I'm comfortable saying this. When I was a kid, um, about 23 to 25, my throat chakra was very blocked and I had physical um, symptoms there. Mm -hmm. Every single day I'd wake up with anxiety in my throat. Is that because you're not expressing yourself, your anger? Wow, but it went away after two and a half, three years. Thank God. Yeah. So yes. that's you not expressing. So if any of you go through that, just know what's that and you're going to work on it. Yeah. So like yeah. patients will get even like a lump in their throat mm -hmm. or yeah, local throat is closing up. You know, all sorts of things yeah. can happen in that area with thyroid issues for women. My friend had that. Yeah, it's a lot to do with not expressing your heart. She never expressed herself. So there's an acupuncture yeah. point called heart five on the wrist that's mm -hmm. to do with that. It opens up the communication of your throat. So you're trying to actually that. express what you're feeling. So is that what acupuncture helps with, learning about these points? So usually when patients come and see me, I feel your pulse and look at your tongue and it'll tell me what imbalances mm -hmm. are going on with your organs. And then every organ has like a pathway mm -hmm. along the body. So for the lung channel, for example, runs from the thumb up through the arm and into the chest. Mm -hmm. And along there, there's a few different acupuncture points that have different functions. Mm -hmm. So it might be to boost the immunity. It might be to clear phlegm. It might be to descend the breath, the lung chi. It might be to help with the emotion because the lungs is to do with sadness mm -hmm. or grief or loss. And so we 
you can work on that very on that level of the mind, the body, and the spirit. Mm -hmm. So really connecting and rebalancing all of it. And then I create like a prescription of points with all different organs to allow your body to kickstart to heal itself. So that's the beautiful thing about acupuncture. There's no side effects. And every organ moves through the uterus, it moves through different parts of the body. So I could needle here and affect your lower back. Love that. You know, so it's very amazing. If someone's got disc problems, would what you do, acupuncture, healing, going deep, help them or no? Oh, 100%. They would. Wow, you got to remember the disease, pain, this is all being created by an emotional imbalance first, stress. We know that stress causes a thousand diseases in the body, but no one wants to say it's emotionally related. Mm -hmm. We just say it's mental stress. Well, mental stress creates frustration or resentment or anger or whatever. It's, it's an emotion. The emotion is what creates the blockage, and that's when we go, I feel this, right? Emotions create blockages. If you have, a, if you have physical symptoms, do something see someone i wanted to emphasize that because so many of my friends feel physical symptoms and they're not doing anything about it yes and we get to we start to learn to live with pain so yeah. when people come and see me they've been in pain for years sometimes like 10 15 years and they expect to see me and I treat them once and I'm going to fix their problems. And it's just not going to happen. It's, it's not like, a miracle overnight. It's, it's not. It's like you going to the gym and going once and going, yep, yeah, I'm healthy and fit now. No. You go do the work. It takes a while for the body to re-register to heal itself. It will naturally go back to where it does. Look, sometimes I perform miracles and people do get better after one yeah. session and that's it. But usually you need to build it up because after acupuncture, it will last for about three days. So the levels will come up. It releases endorphins in the body as well natural painkillers it helps to rebalance the organ as well so we're going to the root mm -hmm. right we're working on the nerve endings as well and there's some really great points to affect with pain management okay fantastic mm -hmm. to know your strength was your darkness in today's world when we're looking at positive stuff online law of attraction many people will be toxic positive and say to you that you're being too negative you're not going to co-create the life you want, the abundance, the wealth, the whatever, if you're angry still or if you're hurt. Today when I spoke to her, I said, I'm feeling irritated. I'm not, I'm, I told her a lot of things. And I said, but one thing I kind of fear is, am I going to be able to co-create? I'm working on all my goals. And she said to me, she said to me, your strength was your darkness. Her strength was her darkness. Can you please totally go deep on this and elaborate to everybody who feels that way? What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's a lot of pressure, you know, yeah. where you're listening to social media, you're listening to personal mm -hmm. coaches, and we have to be this, and we have to be positive, and we have to be this in order to create and co-create. But the truth is, just because you're thinking positively, it does not mean energetically you feel that. Cool. We can we can trick our mind to go, yeah, I'm positive, I'm positive, I'm positive, but if you're not feeling it energetically, yeah. you're not going to co-create anyway. Cool. And second of all, it's not a bad thing to feel your emotions. You know, this is something that we really need to allow ourselves to do because Let's we're living that from now on. Society. Yeah, we're living in a world where we have to mask how we're feeling, or men are not allowed to express how they're truly feeling. You know, yeah. it, it's a real problem. And the truth is, only when we allow the emotion to come up, a new awareness will rise within you, a new understanding of truly how you felt. Maybe someone did cross your boundaries and you didn't say no. And so you need to get to that place of wisdom. But if you're going to ignore it and pretend it's not there, you're not going to unravel into the depths of who you truly are, into the true awakening of who you are, into more maturity, into more growth. And for me, 
I used to sit in my room for hours and cry. Mm -hmm. And I would she do that. She turned off the light yeah. and sat in stillness. And that's, she said to me, that's kind of like going back to your womb. Please elaborate so we can all start doing that. Yeah. You know, I think for so many of us, we don't like to be in darkness. Mm -hmm. it, it brings or up cry. a lot of fears. And when we actually mimic the same environment, when we actually close all the windows, yeah. create absolute pitch black, and actually just sit in the room with no distractions, no phones, no music, and just sit there, just bring yeah. awareness to what comes up and what arises within you. Feel it. Right? And a lot of the time it's fear. It might be sadness. It might be restriction in the body. It might be pain. And I would encourage you to just breathe into it and feel it and allow it to come mm -hmm. up and ex give it expression. You know, in those moments where I have done that, it mimics the womb-like environment when you were in the womb of your mother. And here in darkness is where light resides. You know, when we meditate, what do we do? When we pray, what do we do? We close our eyes. Because it's only when we close our eyes do we then, in that darkness, we then see. We truly see. We might feel, we might actually literally see visions. We might see colors, we might see light. We may feel more deeply. And so it can give you so many clues as to that. And so I would do that for myself. And when I did do that, oh my gosh, so much would open up within me after I expressed the emotion. I would come into a new level of understanding about my own inner knowledge, my own inner library that wasn't coming from a book. It wasn't coming from what that means to yeah, us. Yeah, so when I would go into the depths of my mm -hmm. feeling and restriction, you know, something that, you know, obviously when I went through abuse or, you know, when I went through rape, me doing that process actually allowed me to realize that when I was younger, I was very angry. I was always angry because of the trauma that I had experienced. When I went into stillness, when in the darkness, something within me created space. I felt a space within myself as I was breathing. Instead of restriction and tightness, it was an expansion. And when that happened, a new awareness popped into my head. Something said to me, your gift will be your rape. Um, I like to talk about people's vulnerabilities, but she has been on a um, healing journey for a long time. Yeah. And I do feel like it's important to say something that, unfortunately, she did go through an experience where she was raped by her father from the age of 14 to something. No, no, four to seven. Four to seven. So that makes me very sensitive talking about this. But I want to say that for everybody who's going through something. If, if Tash could go through something like that and now go through a level of forgiveness and feeling you talk because I don't know how to feel about it. You yeah. no longer feel attached to those feelings. Look yeah. how calm she is. I mean, I think originally I was very angry, okay. like everyone would be. And when I went through that process of being in stillness and in the darkness, something within me said, it's not actually anger that you're feeling, although that was a secondary emotion mm -hmm. of feeling, trying to, feeling like my power was lost. It was actually that I felt grief and lost because mm -hmm. I didn't end up having a father yes. to be there for me and protect me and show me how to have courage in the world. That's actually what I was truly grieving underneath the anger. But I would have never gone to that place if I hadn't sat in stillness for my body to show me that. And in that moment, I went through grief for a while, I think. You know, I, I would cry a lot. How long did it take you? It took me a while. I think it took me at least three months <laughs> of being in grief yeah. at a, a very intense level for me to kind of 
go, it's okay now. I can let go of the grief. I can let go of the loss of not having a father mm -hmm. and almost kind of like reparent myself mm. in some way to be that divine masculine for myself. Mm. And, you know, I would do little things by just like hugging myself in bed, mm -hmm. you know, That's pretending cute. that I, I was unconditional love, that I was the great mother, the great father that I always needed. That works spiritually, doesn't it? It does. And it feels good. Like try it. Actually, I have tried it a couple great. of times. It feels amazing. Yeah. And from that, then I went into I used to do it as a kid, intuitively. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so from that, I went into deep spiritual work around the rape. Mm -hmm. And I got to a place of true forgiveness for my father. And then even deeper than that, I got to a place where I actually now have unconditional love for him. Okay. As if I've never been raped. And so that level of healing came from a deep level of understanding and acceptance can we um talk about something so when i was younger i used to have that unconditional um um love understanding that certain people whatever they done is because they're angry they were hurt i would totally understand it but but it got to a level where for some reason um i got tired the last few triggers just changed me and so me and tasha gonna be working on that in the future right and i'm gonna be on this self-healing journey but why do some people go through that why do they switch why does that unconditional love stop for some people? It doesn't feel like it's there anymore. Why does it feel like you don't want to talk to them anymore? You don't like them anymore. Many people will be going through that. They don't feel forgiveness. They don't want to talk to the person. Love mm -hmm. is not that, though. Love is not that? that. Is love is not conditional. Love just is. Mm -hmm. We're just in pain. We're just in pain. We think that love creates pain, but actually love heals everything. It's just that we're wounded from giving so much, mm -hmm. from not being reciprocated. Yeah. But love is actually just love. There's no attachment to it. It just is. Mm -hmm. And in the depth of everyone's hearts, in the depth of your heart, that's what it is. What is it? It's just love. love. It's just love. Interesting. It's just the environment. It's what we've gone through. Mm -hmm. We've got all these attachments that we need to peel off. Mm -hmm. And the more you heal, the more you actually come back and go inwards and you're like, oh, my God. Love is not something that we have to learn. It actually exists within our soul, within our heart. So it's still space. there. It's just it's under anger, hurt, and pain that yes. we all need to deal with for going through something. We're an onion peel. Mm -hmm. We're peeling the onion and the layers that we, we were conformed to mm -hmm. because of society, what your parents told you, how you have to behave, how you have to be at school. It's just layers, but that's not actually the true, authentic who you are because inside, yeah. internal, you just are love. Absolutely. Yeah. So you don't have to learn it. Okay. You just have to unravel what those layers are first. Um, for someone right now watching this at home who is going through some sort of pain, um, some sort of trauma, anxiety, anger, what is your first tip that you give to them that they can do at home right now? So, you know, when we're in that state, we're in a low frequency. So mm -hmm. low frequency energy vibration, you know, when we think about music, when we listen to really relaxing music, it can help elevate us. It can take us into <laughs> peace and love. But when we listen to heavy metal, we might feel more angry, right? So it all carries a sound, a frequency of vibration. So it's really, really important that when you're feeling like this, first I would say just honour what you're feeling and express it write in your journal and write how you're feeling or punch in the punching bag. Tash says to me, if you're angry, pillow. write it down. Write it down if you're angry. You don't have to hold it in. Don't hold it in. Don't suppress it because yeah. if you suppress it, you're going to affect the body just as much as if you were in rage and you're yeah. yelling at someone. So you've got to actually first allow the emotion, mm -hmm. the feeling to come up and to remember that you are like a great tide. You are the ocean. It's coming up and down like the waves. Ooh. And so you're just at the tide, like release, <laughs> let go, right? So that you can come back into balance. 
So release the energy first, I would say. After that, there's a really beautiful practice that I get my patients to do is to do the om chanting. Um, so you would have heard patient, people do om when they do meditation. Nice. There's a YouTube video that I created that just breaks down the three sounds, the ah, ooh, mm. And I teach you why these sacred sounds are so important because they are the universal universal sound of existence and how it moves through the body, mm. how it affects your personality, how it affects the, the chakras as well, and how it can help you with your maintenance center, with eating, sleeping better, sleeping. your sexual energy, how it can help you give and receive love, okay. not just giving, but receiving as well. And how to open up your throat, your power center, your expressing of your truth. Because so many of us don't really say how we truly feel mm -hmm. because we're scared of judgment. Tash, if we don't like, if we feel a corny vibe from someone, non-authentic for some unknown reason, it could be our paranoia or intuition. Should we just say, I... Uh, what do you say to someone in that situation these days? Well, it's not that you necessarily have to say anything, no. right? Because I always say do no harm. Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of you just stepping away. Like sometimes someone can come into your field and mm -hmm. they're too close to you and you feel their energy. It's like, okay. well, what, what's the first thing you should do is take a step back, okay. right? Protect your field. It might be that you excuse yourself, you have to leave. Or you just say to yourself that, you know, I, I, I'm, with not someone, I'm not feeling it. So it's not all about confrontation. It's sometimes just about stepping back and protecting your field. Acknowledging yeah, it. and there's actually a lot of power in silence. Wow. In gentleness. Why is that? Right, because we don't always have to act and be assertive okay. and be in that masculine energy to get our point across. Sometimes if you can just be in the frequency of peace and love, that vibrates and your energy speaks for itself. There's a lot of talk out there in regards to feminine and feminine femininity and masculinity, yin, yang. There's a lot of people who talk about, you know, they just make women feel guilty, unfortunately, for not being feminine enough. Um, what is your opinion on that? Can you give us a quick run through about that? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong around this, around if you're too okay. feminine, too masculine. Cool. We're actually both, mm -hmm. right? Our personality determines how we are. Our trauma determines how we are in life as well. Cool. And so if we are more assertive, yeah, that's also us being in our power. But the truth is we're all assertive at one point or another, right? In different parts of our life, in our career, mm -hmm. you know, working for children, working with children. So it's not about that. It's just that we need to understand that both the yin and yang is always trying to come back into balance. And so if you are assertive at work, you're doing, 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 when you come home, it's not a place of action. You naturally want to step into your yin and slow down. And if you have a partner, it's about saying to your partner, hey, can you cook? Can you take that. over? And then you drop into your feminine where you get to receive. Yeah, there's always this dance between yourself and your partner where one person will be in their masculine, one in their feminine. Even when you're making love, one will be assertive and one will drop in and receive. If you're both being assertive, the vibration is not right. It won't feel normal, it won't feel right. And it's also if you're trying to fall pregnant, it's not great for fertility. So you need to actually learn to drop into the feminine once you leave work. Yeah, how to actually slow down. Now, dancing is a great way to drop into the feminine. Having a bath, you know, like, and you know, uh, playing in the garden, like anything that's going to uh, bring that part of the feminine energy out more. Painting is a really good one as well. So it's it's learning reason. it's learning that part of yourself. Now, if you are always in your masculine energy and don't know how to drop into the feminine of being receptive, how to be still, how to listen, then it creates imbalance in the body because that's how we create disease in Chinese medicine. Every organ is a yin and yang partner. So 
nature, if you look at nature, it's in yin and yang. In winter, the nature moves into yin. Right now in Chinese medicine, we say autumn is yin. It's the lung energy. It's the large intestine energy. When we're in yin, we will not want to, you don't see animals going and hunting in winter no that what do they do they hibernate so that's what the yin energy is about it's about hibernation mm -hmm. so we need to learn that as a human being that we are nature so we can't we're not separate from mother earth we are nature organs our food things that we eat so we need to learn how to work with nature how do we no, work nature. with our bodies yeah so moving into yin and yang always is very very important what i do find a lot of the time with women that i work with they are more in their masculine energy mm. because they feel like they have to be like a man in the rat race. Yeah. But the truth is our hormones are not made like, like men. We don't release as much testosterone as men. And when we are in a high cortisol response, when we're in a stress response, we also release adrenaline, which means that we can get really, really affected by uh, adrenaline and cortisol via hormones. Mm. So that's why women get adrenal fatigue. They get a lot of hormonal issues compared to men as well because of that. Why do women go into their masculine? One morning last week after a bad dream, I wake up at four in the morning and I've done a little bit of soul searching. It just naturally came at four in the morning. And um, I just realized one thing. Well, one reason is because women, when you're young and vulnerable, your sweet little feminine self, um, when people try to touch you, violate your boundaries, molest you, yeah. you know, abuse you, you start building up those guards, you start building up those spikes, and it's so insulting when you become older and someone goes, oh, you're too in your masculine. Well, honey, I had to learn to do that. And yeah. those spikes aren't going to go down for no reason. Why? And the thing is, there's nothing wrong. So it's not about judging yourself when people say that, you know, it's okay, mm -hmm. it's okay. It's just that, it's just that the layers need to be pulled mm -hmm. back a little bit, yeah? When there's trauma, there's pain. And so we all have to be really mindful of how we speak to each mm -hmm. other because we don't know what that person's gone mm -hmm. through. Let's do that, guys. Let's be really mindful after watching this video. Yeah. You don't know sure. what people have gone through. You don't we know don't. what their relationship with their parents are mm -hmm. as well. And so it, it is really hard to know that because yeah. sometimes people have a great life and they have great parents who are very loving and open and all of that. But doesn't happen for everyone mm -hmm. you know we're all just trying to do the best so I think if we can all come from the heart space and first do no harm mm. to make sure that whatever you're saying is done with love if you're feeling hurt if you're feeling if someone's triggering you they're not trying to do on purpose or if, if someone's triggering all your points what do you do what do women so, do out there what do men out do out there yeah I mean as you saw one of my reactions it wasn't really do no harm yeah because the thing is when we get triggered the first thing <laughs> that we want to do is react and attack yeah yeah that's where we have to catch it and so when I teach patients I always teach them to listen to their body because before you even go rah and yell you would have had all of these chemical processes happening within your body. You would have felt your heart rate pick up. You would have felt restriction. Your neck and shoulders are getting a little bit tighter. You would have felt maybe butterflies in the stomach or feeling nervous energy. You would have felt heat coming up through your face. You know, there's all these reactions that are already happening in the body. And if you pick it up at the, slight, at the quickest level, when someone says something and you're like, hmm, actually what you said just made me feel a little bit uneasy with just that comment. Yeah. Uh, can I just stop you there for a second and just like step back without attacking them but just you expressing how you're feeling how what that word has done to you on a physical level that. that's going to become less reactive 
and then take a breath and just go, I just need to take a breather for a second. And maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to go to the toilet. And that's enough to make the other person reflect. Yes. Instead of getting it all the way to the top and then going boom. And one other beautiful thing that I had to learn when I uh, was always in rage was to breathe. So when someone is saying something, we're so prone to cutting each other off. Let me get my point across. Mm -hmm. So you're not really listening. You're just going, okay, what am I going to say? One thing I would really suggest is when your partner is speaking is breathe. You know, if that means cool. it just allows you to come back into the present moment and calm down and then just hear them out. You know, when we actually just fully just listen without interruption, we can really get to a place of understanding how that person really feels. Okay. Yeah. So that was really deep. Um, let's all make a decision in our relationships, in all situations to breathe and to let the significant other, the person that you actually care about, talk all the way to the end. And then what? And then what? And then allow yourself to speak. Okay. You know, it's it's both. Both need communication. Yeah. Both want to be, You both want to be heard and listened to. We all want ultimately the same thing. What if you don't know what you're feeling or thinking? Many people, emotionally unavailable people, or people who don't ever have anything to say, what's going on with that? Yeah. There's a lot of them, yeah. and we need to deal with that. As they're numbing, they're numbing. So sometimes women, men are numb to their feelings because it's a way of protection. It's a way because that's what the trauma that you've gone through through childhood and that's the way that you dealt with it. Why can't they talk? For a lot of people, they were suppressed. Oh. Your voice was shut down when you mm -hmm. were little. And so you speaking up about how you're feeling hurt other people and you weren't being good if you did that. So a mm -hmm. lot of people, and then if you think about it, it goes also back in your lineage. Like if we think about our ancestors, ancestors, how repressed they were, how much we didn't have any rights. Women were hung at the throat. Women were abused. I mean, we didn't even have our own bank accounts till 50 years ago. So our rights were really taken away from us. So we couldn't speak because we were scared. So women, men, it, it can be ancestral. It can be trauma. It can be that you've learned that not, no one listens. They attack you when you speak. How can you deal with an emotionally unavailable person if you are in a situation with them? Because I hear many women talk about that. It can be very frustrating and tiring and we eventually leave. Yes, and the thing is I always come mm -hmm. back to, I mean, we always want to blame the other person. It's very easy, you know, when something goes mm -hmm. wrong, it's like, it's because oh, of him and he did that. Go on. Yeah, but like anything, that person is reflecting something within you that needs mm -hmm. healing. So if they're emotionally unavailable, there's something within you that's not being available as well. And that might be because what would happen if you actually got the guy that you always wanted, right, and got everything. That would be scary to really just be completely vulnerable and be truly authentic in who you are. So there's an element of you trying to protect mm. as well because you don't want to be fully seen because you don't fully trust. Yeah, right? that is awesome. For anybody feeling as though they're dealing with an emotionally unavailable person or a toxic person or a narcissist, whatever the case may be, you're saying it always stems from our us and they are the mirror and we need to do the self-healing work. Is that correct? Yeah, around self-love. Let's no longer blame the other person. Let's look within and do the work. Take ownership. Take ownership. The biggest, the biggest gift and the biggest growth will come. When someone triggers you and go, when someone triggers you and you say to yourself, "Okay, what is this bringing up in me? What is this reflecting within me that needs healing?" Okay. This is where you will grow so quickly okay. because you won't make excuses for yourself anymore. You'll take accountability. I am never ever gonna forget that because I'm all about growth and uh, mindset and just on spiritual journey. So, guys, take that away.
let's never blame anybody else. Let's see what they trigger within us. And don't blame yourself don't either. Don't blame yourself either. Yeah. How do so you go forward? This is, this is about being kind to yourself too, right? It's not like, oh, it's my fault, it's my fault. No. It's like beautiful. The universe is showing you something that just needs Love healing. It. We are right? here to learn and grow. Yeah, that's it. It's, cool. just a, it's just a reflection of, okay, something else, we're in a new stage of mm-hmm. healing, that's all. It's just in those moments, just slow down, listen, connect, and honour yourself. So whatever that whatever that's going to make you feel good in that moment where you're unraveling, creating a safe space in your home, creating a moon life experience, your blankets, you know, your pillows, essential oils, crystals, whatever that makes you feel safe and then unravel and then allow yourself to unravel to what's really going on. Tasha's house is full of interesting crystals, <laughs> smells, teas. <laughs> it is the most organic bizarre spiritual house I've been to. She's even got Buddha on the TV with cool sounds. So I want to say this, if you're blasting DMX and you're smoking weed at night, you may want to change your environment if you do want to do the healing work. Yeah. I'm going to be changing my environment and I want to learn about crystals. I want to put some nice smelly stuff everywhere and put some good sounds on because it is going to make us feel good. Yeah, environment. Feel it, right? So when, you, when people enter into my place, that's the first thing they say is like, oh wow, I feel relaxed. And it's because I'm creating the environment for your healing. I'm creating the space where you can drop and surrender and let go. And so crystals are a great way to enhance the energy in your home and cleanse and clear the space. Tones and sounds and relaxing music are going to help you with that. Even listen to like solfeggio frequencies for and also like your sacral chakra, your heart chakra frequencies. These are all going to activate that energy center to heal. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful thing that you can do while you're meditating or when you're reflecting mm-hmm. or when you're going inwards. I always play this music when I'm journaling and connecting to my body. Mm-hmm. What kind of music do you like in normal life? Oh, life? Afrobeat, wow. hip hop. So she's, like, she chills with other stuff too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like I used to be a hip hop dancer. So okay. yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love all my R&B, old school R&B. Why are some people scared of being seen? 80% of the people here will not understand this question, but for those who do, who are scared of being seen, where does that come from? Well, it, it comes from our childhood, really, because we were never truly seen. It's this, this fear that we have to be perfect. What does that mean, be seen? So being seen is being fully vulnerable, mm-hmm. your good, your bad, everything, mm-hmm. all of your insecurities, all your vulnerabilities. How, how is someone going to truly love you if they see all of those aspects of you? And so that's why in the beginning of a relationship, we always try to put our best foot Don't forward. Don't do that, guys. Yeah, we try to be perfect. Do you know what I used to do? I used to just be as good but as mean as I wanted to be to see how much they would tolerate and if they're going to stick around. Now, some may say that's not healthy, but you know what? I had two long-term relationships with two guys that are loyal to me and done anything for me. Because I tested them to see, are you really going to be for me when I'm in a bad mood, when I tell you to leave, when I don't want you? It might be toxic as hell, but I'm glad that my self-defense mechanisms, at least I'm that back in the days, yeah. and I didn't deal with people who would use me, treat me like shit and leave. Some girls these days that I meet, they've never had a serious relationship with a guy who's consistent there for them. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Look, everyone's going to have different things. And that was the past, if you guys are judging me, when I was like 18 to 25, 23, come on. Yeah. I mean, look, I think my first boyfriend at 20, I dated him from 20 to 25, was a five-year relationship. And the first time I met him, I said, you're a slut. 
Okay. Oh, look, you're a slut. You're trying to get the last, the last girl in a club. And so for me, I had a lot of anger. Yeah. And I was I, I was a real bitch to and him. You know what? But he was yeah. an amazing guy that made me unravel Did things. Did you have five years? Five years. So yeah. I ended up healing a lot through that relationship. That's cool. And sometimes throughout our journey, it's just okay, she says, to just go with the flow or whatever else. Just surrender. Okay. Just allow. Stop trying to control everything. Because when you control, what happens? You have restriction in the body. Nothing flows. Mm -hmm. It's only when we surrender, meaning flow, that everything can flow through you. Energy, life force, abundance, power, everything that you're trying to co-create in this world. It's actually a, a process and a journey of surrender. Letting go. Psycho according to psychology, apparently 70 to 80% of our subconscious thoughts are toxic and negative. Um, and according to psychology, they reckon that most people do not love themselves on a true, true level. Do you think this is true or no? Yeah, I mean, I think it's even higher than that. To wow. be honest. I reckon it's 90% of thoughts are mm -hmm. just the programming of our subconscious mind. So it's just repetitive thoughts of yesterday and usually it's all fear-based or there's a lot of, you know, suffering that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. And really new thoughts come in is when we tend to expand our consciousness. So, you know, when we visualize, a lot of people say visualize what you want to create. This creates a new connection, right, to the deep subconscious. And the subconscious mind is all about programming, everything that we're acting out now, our inner child wounding, how we are in relationships. How you shut off everything. You shut off. That's all part of our subconscious mind. So sometimes we feel like we can't control it because we're like, I can't believe I just did that. I don't know how to get myself mm -hmm. out of it because it's all programming, right? It's all programming. So that's why the unprogramming of that can be so difficult at times. I heard the word visualization. Are you saying visualization is extremely important? Visualize your future healed self or visualize whatever outcome you want? All of it. All of it. So when we do meditation, we really take you into that visualization state, you know. Feel yourself near the sand, your feet in the sand, look at the sun. Mind. That's okay. And some yeah. people can't, but you might just have the feeling of it. it. So it, some people can do it really well visually. Some people might just feel how it feels when I'm at the beach, right? Mm. You might feel the wind. You might feel that instant relaxation. It might be you just relaxing with the breath, right? It's just opening up mm. that connection. And you'll find the more you meditate, the third eye will open and you'll start to see stuff. Third eye. Yeah, the pineal gland. The pineal gland, pineal gland. That's awesome. Um, Tash, what is your opinion on the purpose of sex and intimacy and kissing? Yeah, well, intimacy is powerful. I mean, even in Hinduism, we talk about Tantra, right? Mm -hmm. Tantra is not just a sexual thing. It's a way of life. But it's having pleasure, life force. Like, sex is life force energy. Like, even when I talk about it in the womb, when we're connecting to that energy, it can literally birth anything we want into the world. So it's very powerful, what that energy. What do you mean by that? So when we are building that energy, that orgasmic energy, when we're feeling a little bit horny and that pleasure response is happening in the body and you feel the energy sort of building in through mm. the womb space, this energy is very powerful at that time. This is actually when I do my intentions. That's wow. when I, I start focusing on what I want Love in this that. world. That's when I get couples to start thinking about their baby. The, the intention of we're bringing a baby into That's the highest beautiful. frequency of love, that we're going to really connect in intimacy. Like you've got these intentions that are building because that energy is ultimately life force. It's one of the most powerful energies that can literally pull things to us, right? So building and creating that intention is really powerful. And, you know, sometimes when I've, I've been able to heal to such a level and connect my womb energy to such a level that sometimes I'll feel the earth's, energy moving through my womb and my womb will start to pulse 
and it feels like I'm having a full body orgasm without anyone touching me. So That's when I crazy. yeah, and women have got that access mm. point where you can do that, and when that happens, it's like that. life force. It's very powerful, mm. very very healing. Mm -hmm. So intimacy is really important to do that. So getting couples to breathe together, look deep into each other's eyes, allow that circuit of energy to flow through to the two of you is really really powerful. Is it true that men should not ejaculate too many times per week because they lose that life force? Yeah. Can you tell us why? Yeah. So in Chinese medicine, we say that that's the kidney essence. Mm -hmm. So the kidney essence is that that fluid, that life force energy, and it's also to do. Part of it is uh, held in the reproductive organs as well. But we, as we get older, the kidney energy actually slows down and gets weaker and weaker. So we have more issues with our reproductive system. Yeah. We have more issues with bone, our hair grain. Yes. You know, all these things is to do with the kidney life force energy. And it's also what was given to you at conception from your parents. Mm -hmm. So depending on how healthy they were, they passed on this kidney jing essence to you. And that tells you how healthy you're going to be, right? So all of that is decreasing as we get older. And when you're having sex way too much and you're uh, ejaculating as well, that loses that energy as well. So it's about teaching and learning to hold the orgasm for a little bit longer. How do we hold that energy and that vibration even longer so we have better orgasms? And, you know, when, when patients go into Tantra, and this is the field that Tantra I work sex, in, yeah. but sometimes men can actually hold that orgasm, feel like they're having an orgasm, but they haven't ejaculated either. So you can't get to that level of... And during Tantra and those practices, do men still experience pain in the in the testicular area, blue balls, by holding it or no? No, no. They learn no, how. Not, yeah, they learn how to release that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how to be able to contain that energy. And it takes practice. It takes absolutely. And in true seeking truth matter, do you think that it's important to open your eyes or close your eyes while kissing or both? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no right or wrong with mm -hmm. that. You want to connect. I think it's good to look into each other's eyes deeply before you do it, though, mm -hmm. and really see into the soul, mm -hmm. see into the connection of that. Do you know what some people do, guys, when they're really connecting? They hold hands, they um, they affirm their love for each other, they do eye staring stuff to us. I guess people do. Yeah, they do. I guess And also, like, you know, I get patients sometimes as well to place one. So one person closes their eyes, mm -hmm. the other one puts their hand on their heart, mm -hmm. and they'll say affirmations. They might be, you know, I love you, love you're beautiful. And you'll actually find that their bodies might flicker. And so they don't really believe what you just said. Yes. And so if they don't, when I get the couple. Absolutely. I've experienced that with someone before. When I say something, they flicker. So then what I do, get them to do, is repeat the affirmations while they've got their eyes closed, but kiss their forehead when you say it. Kissing forehead. I love you. And then saying it at their temples as well. And so it's a beautiful thing because you're kissing the pineal gland, kind of mm -hmm. like when your parents kissed you on your forehead when you were little. It was very soothing. It was very comforting. Absolutely. And so you're sending that love. Mm -hmm. That's the deeper intimacy. And then you do it again. You say the affirmation again, and you'll see their bodies shift. So guys, if you give someone a compliment or if you say something they don't believe you, don't just let it go and hold resentment. Work on yourself so that maybe you can really try to get through to them. Maybe they're going through something, yeah? Try a little bit harder than just walking away or not doing it again. I really appreciate that right there. Yeah, because the thing is ultimately, you know, I mean, look, things change in relationships and we want to give up and, you know, we outgrow them and that's all granted. However, if you don't really work through your stuff, mm -hmm. It's going to come back again mm -hmm. in the next relationship. 
So it's just a matter of doing the work. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy, it's hard. Like being in a relationship can be difficult. It's not all rose-colored glasses. And mm -hmm. after six months, when we're moving into a year of your relationship, that's when you get to really see who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, all facets of them. And, and do you really love them? Because love is unconditional. There's no conditions, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is a really good opportunity for you to go deeper into acceptance. Yeah. Accepting yourself and then... It all starts with you. Yeah. Next question. What is the purpose of a relationship? Are we supposed to be monogamous like little penguins? Or what's your view on Look, that? everyone's different. I've got friends who've been in polyamory relationships and it works for them, so I'm not going to go into that. I'm just going to talk about my own experience. When it comes to the womb, as a woman, we are the container. And if a man ejaculates into you, his essence is trapped in, in your womb for up to seven years. Wow. Yeah, so he's your container. He feels great, but he's just dumped all of his shit into you. His okay. emotions, his feelings, everything women that he's been with, all of that is being dumped into you and then you have you have to deal with that, right? So that's why women sometimes get confused. Do I like him? Do I not? But it's, you've got his energy inside you. And so I this is a sacred space. It's a sacred temple. I agree. Be careful of who you allow to share your body with because energetically you are mixing karma together. Genetic imprints are being left, yeah? And... I'm very conscious of who enters that area Absolutely. for me. I really am. And it needs to be in the highest frequency of love. Even when people do makeup sex and like, oh, we love makeup Absolutely. sex because we're angry. I'm like, that's not great because yeah. someone's angry yeah. and that energy is being transferred inside the woman. So really people are not connecting enough. They're not learning the true intimacy. They're not understanding that when you can actually open your body up to a certain level, you can experience healing in bliss while making love you can move to a high level of consciousness where you're not in your body anymore it's not where just you can sex, move in, guys. yeah you can move into different dimensions I've, I've had that experience before with someone where we've both gone into a different world so we just haven't allowed ourselves to really connect deeply and understand how to use this mechanism mm -hmm. how to use this body yeah you know that experience that you had you briefly walk us through because most people have experienced that yeah so I remember when I was with this guy and it was a beautiful relationship, but it when we would make love, I would feel like I was floating out of my body. Wow. I wasn't in my body. And he had never had a spiritual experience before. Mm -hmm. So for him as well, he said to me, oh, my God, I've never experienced mm -hmm. this before. And I said, yeah, because... Why do you think that occurred? Because I'm a very spiritual mm -hmm. person anyway. So mm -hmm. allow myself to get to that level it goes into a space of healing anyway for me. Like love for me is healing. It's not a, just a, let's have sex. It's, it's a healing process. Mm -hmm. And my body has to be soft. It has to be open. It I has to be allowed. three times from kissing. What did that mean? Great, right? That's amazing. Oh, it's a beautiful, you're connecting. You're feeling into the frequency of love. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've had visions, prophetic mm -hmm. visions while I'm making love as well, where my womb has opened up and I've seen visions of people there, mm -hmm. deities opening up my womb. I've had... Um, what are deities? So like goddesses. So mother. different cultures have got different mm -hmm. goddesses. Like Isis is a beautiful mother mm -hmm. god, mother um, energy. you got Kuan Yin, Mary Magdalene. You know, we've got Hindu goddesses as well, like mm -hmm. Sh uh, uh, Kali Ma. Um, 
Navasvati, Lakshmi, all of these people. And so within the womb space is actually not just your energy, but actually the Divine Mother energy that can open up. So you're going so much deeper into the portals mm -hmm. of your womb. And it's very powerful because here I've seen visions of all my past lovers, all of my past life relationships with them. I've seen even, you know, my baby that I, hasn't been born yet. I've seen my daughter okay. that will be born. So this is the type of awakening mm. you can have within you, which is absolutely incredible. And it's a deep knowing. It's not even, did that happen? It's like, oh yeah, I've experienced that. Wow. You know, you look at your body in a very different way. Does, um, does non-intercourse, just kissing, transmit those exchanges of DNA and Interest? Not, not, no, not at the mm. level of what. Thank making God love that does. does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> making love does. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. But you yeah. said ejaculation, right? Yeah, but even making love. But yeah, when they ejaculate into you, that's the worst thing. It's worse. Tash, why is breathwork so important? What is breathwork and why is it so important? Look, I'm not a specialist in breathwork. Right. Hang on. However, I do have a friend of mine who's a breathwork facilitator. And I do do a little bit of breathwork with my patients anyway. And breath is so important. It brings us back into the present moment. You know, right now we're in autumn, which yes. is lung season, which Ooh. is to do with breath. And so the breath actually connects both the spiritual world to the physical body, right? Connects us to heaven, right? And here is when we can actually allow us to bridge the gap and really break down any trauma via just the breath. It can open up the pineal, a pineal gland. It can take us by releasing more DMT in the brain as well. And it can really open up a deep healing process within the system. So I tend to do that in the beginning for women to anchor them, bring them into the present moment, letting go of their mind mm -hmm. as well. And it's a really quick way of doing that. Yeah, breath is everything. I mean, without breath, we, we die. You Learn know. breath work, even if it's on YouTube with a practitioner. There's, so many, there's so many different types. There's pranayama breathing through the different nostrils. There's Wim Hof breathing through the mouth, just through the nose. Like There's so many different types of breathing that is done in, in yoga as well. Okay, awesome. Um, my last, last question for you, and I could talk all day, <laughs> is um, how does one start... Um, the true self-love journey, not the bullshit self-love journey of, yeah, I'm looking, I'm confident, I'm this, that. The one that most of society suffers with deep down. How does that begin? I think... Let's learn. Yeah. I mean, if we think about it for a minute, just really simple. Like, allow yourself to feel when mm -hmm. an emotion is coming up. Because that's a, that's a, that's a message. Your body's trying to give you a message right then and there. Mm -hmm. And if you have any pain or physical symptoms in your body again that's a message so we can pretend all we want mm -hmm. out in the world but what you do outside of that indoors behind closed doors tells you who you truly are the things you're scared of the activities you partake in the alcohol the drugs the binging that's who you the truly no are silence the no ability to be on your own the emotionally unavailable people you might attract, the abusive people, your anger bursts, your anxiety. These are all examples of things that we all need to work on. And that's usually behind closed doors where people can't see it. Of course it. it is. And it's also just like owning it. It's okay that you feel that, mm -hmm. right? There's no need to be perfect because none of us are. No one's perfect. We all experience the same emotions. We're all just at different levels. Like we've all acted psycho, crazy, you know, in grief, lost. Like we've all been there. Love so, the authenticity here. Yes. Yeah, we've all been there. I've been there. So who am I to judge you in your moment of weakness? It's not about that. 
I'm just saying is take accountability for who you are. It's okay. Like see yourself, truly see yourself and allow yourself to just feel, feel, open up and just begin there by just your breath and your connection to your body. On a last note, and I'm going to put all your social media details and details below. On a last note, and take a moment to think about it if you want, is there the, what is the most important message or quote or thing that you have to say with all the viewers who come watch this for years to come? The most important lesson or thing you learned. Yeah. I think the most important lesson I learned was that not to put all of my power in other people. You know, so much of the time we go to a doctor or a healer practitioner and we say, oh, they know, they know better than ourselves. And that's not true. You actually know your body better than anyone else. You know who you are. And so I always say to my patients, it was just something that I learned, and that is you're the healer, you're the doctor of your life, right? You are ancient, you are wise, you have so much wisdom running through you. So reconnect to what's really truly within you, right? That's anchored in your heart. And so always remember that you know yourself better than anyone else. Yeah, that's um, really good advice. Let's never forget that. And um, let's be very careful when we're speaking to all these people online who will tell you that you're this or you're that, you need to do whatever. Um, as she said, we've got all the wisdom, we know ourselves best. So let's just go deep within and figure it out sometimes. If we need help, obviously, pick the person wisely. And on one last note, I'm not going to go deep, but someone last night, awesome person, an older person, called me selfish for being upset about something or angry about something. And I didn't know how to feel about that. And Tasha today said to me, you're not selfish, you're allowed to be angry or hurt. So thank you, Tasha. And um, guys, so appreciate you being on the show. I can't wait to schedule more talks with you in the future. Mm -hmm. And guys, give her a follow online, okay? Mm -hmm. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Namaste.